Aloha, party people. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 204. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. This episode is also sponsored by Altamar Brands, distiller and importer of fine, rare, esoteric spirits. Learn more about their product offerings at altamarbrands.com and follow them on social media at Altamar Brands. On this episode, we chat with actor-comedian Joe Corzo. You might know Joe from Acceleration, Burning Little Lies, Antidote, or NCIS, or maybe you've caught one of his stand-up comedy acts. Joe talks to us about his journey from Northern California to Southern California to pursue his dream of making it in Hollywood how he survived production droughts during the pandemic, and his cheat code to success. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please stop by DesertOasisRoom.com and click on the tip jar. Every tip or donation, no matter the size, is very much appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. And if you'd like to follow our adventures, check out our YouTube channel, at youtube.com slash Polynesian Pop, where we chronicle events, bars, travel spots, cocktail tutorials, and more. And check out our new Patreon page, where membership grants you early access to podcasts, videos, and front-of-the-line privileges for new merch releases, like tiki mugs, pendants, apparel, and more, as well as exclusive content, meetups, and screen credits. Alrighty. Grab yourself a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room. Give it up for my friend, Joe Corzo. Joe time. Yo. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for joining me, my brother. Thank you, bro. Man, it's been a while since you and I sat down. <laughs> it's been like, I think it's what, like three years or something. Roughly. Pre-COVID. Happy anniversary, by the way. Uh-huh. We met at this thing, uh, the Jordan T taping. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Over there at Dockweiler Beach. A while ago. It was four years ago this month. Good times. Four, four years, actually four years ago last week. Wow. You know, what's crazy is that so we filmed that like in the middle of January and cold by California, Southern California standards. But man, there was a group out there. There was definitely a group out there. Right, right. CRSB came out, came down too. Oh, yeah. I think they were in town because of a show, right? I think so. All right. Anaheim. So, and, um, and I don't know what that show was for. I don't know if it was like an America's Got Talent or something, but I never saw anything again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to get posted at least. I was hoping, you know. <laughs> Because um, it, it looked like it was going to be a fun thing, yeah. you know, uh, but... It, it, oh, yeah, because they had a whole uh, video production crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were filming B-roll of him, like, walking in the sand yeah, over yeah, by yeah, the yeah. water. Oh, 
it's all coming back to me. Yeah, then B-roll of us like cheering. Yeah, and then you know? like a circle of like right, and right. singing, and we're all right. just kind of vibing right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. tight. Well, these things happen, man. I mean, like, you know, you're in showbiz, stuff gets produced, and we never see it. Yeah. Right. Or you see it like years later. Or years later. Yeah. 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 That's that's crazy. Well, maybe it'll still pop up then. Yeah. You know. Uh, I wonder if pandemic had had screwed some some of the uh, the momentum for that. Probably, yeah. You never know. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll say it did. We'll say it did. Yeah. <laughs> Until otherwise. <laughs> you know, speaking of pandemic, let's start there. I'm curious. You know, the weirdness of the last two years, COVID, and all this crazy shit that's been happening around us. What was that like for you? Oh, just like everybody else, it was. Uh you know, it's kind of a blind side of you, right? It's just kind yeah. of like, whoa, what? Is this real? Like, what is this? Yeah. And then and then when it got to the heat of it where, you know, things were going sideways and the world started panicking, and when you start to see the world panic, you kind of just like, whoa, you know. Especially for me, like, I'm out here on a dollar and a dream at that time. Right. And they're talking about shutting down everything that pays my bills yeah restaurant yeah. uh at the time and then production yeah yeah and so it was just like whoa 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 what's going on and i almost moved back home that was like the first thought that was like the first instinct go back home you know i was wondering about that because man everybody had to make adjustments right like this particular show survives through sponsorship revenue oh, right wow. 90% of my income was through sponsorships and because a lot of them had shut down during pandemic I lost a lot of them yeah I lost like two-thirds of my sponsors and um, and I had this Roku deal that was like we had filmed a whole season of my show for uh, for Roku Roku TV and the they, they just killed the momentum of that and it, that ended up going nowhere you know and then all the strides that I had made with some of the musicians and producers and other media outlets that I was working with, pandemic killed it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't imagine like, you know, I even, I wondered about you too, because I know that you're from NorCal, right? Yeah. And you came down here to, to try to make your way through entertainment. Yeah. And then that was just a weird time. For you know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you persevered. Yeah, man. You made it. You Definitely. made it. Yeah. What's the biggest thing you learned, you think, during that time? Uh, I mean, about like yourself, society, life. I learned, I learned foundation. I learned about foundation. And when I say foundation, I mean like something you can lean on when shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like your friends come through when you need them and... Not only that, like your your family and then your mentors or whoever, close community, then like your finances, all that stuff. Like if it's not in place, it's like how secure are you? Right. But if you have like a pretty good foundation, you could keep leaning on those things because my finances was the first thing to go. Sure. So I had to lean on my relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but once I didn't have those, because they were like, well, we're tapped out. Then I had to lean on, like, you know, my 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 physical, like, you know, I physically can get up in the morning. Okay, at least I have my health. 
And then if I didn't have that, you know, I'd at least have like my mental, like my mind had to be right. Yeah. You know, and just had to like get clear on where I stood on all those levels. And it got me thinking like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make money. I gotta figure out what I'm going to do for work and like, what am I going to stay? What am I going to do with my rent? <laughs> yeah. Weird thing about that was I booked a, uh, a Super Bowl commercial. I remember. That <laughs> year. And so that check came in. Okay. In the middle of the whole situation. So it was like, oh, wow. So that carried you through. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, call it what you want, like universe, higher self, God, whatever. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is your, you, you, you know, this is your confirmation to stay in L.A. Yeah. And I said, okay, if I stay in L.A., I'm going to double down on the dream. There you go. I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to be a working actor. That's a great perspective. Yeah. Bro, when that Super Bowl commercial came out, yeah. I was like yelling to all my homies, I know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know that dude. I pull out my phone. Look, look, we're Facebook yeah, friends. <laughs> that's so funny. And the fact that it came out on Super Bowl, it was a trip to me because I didn't. they didn't tell us it was going to be in the Super Bowl. Oh, they didn't? No. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then... I'm a big Niner fan, so that was the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl. Right, so right. it was like my family was all watching, like all my family. Yeah, yeah. And they're the ones who called me. Yeah. I missed the commercial. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so I was going to ask you if you if you told them to watch out for no, it. You didn't even know. I didn't even they know. Just, they just, I was getting t- text messages, calls, oh. e- uh, um, Facebook messages and all that. They're like, that's we just hilarious. saw your commercial. I was like, which one? That's hilarious. You know, I got something to say about that. I have something in my notes about, about that. So we're going to get to that. But I do want to talk to you about that a little bit more. Yeah. You know, this whole pandemic thing, one of the things that I learned, you know, I had this, I'm, I'm this guy that like, I hate to admit it, but you know, sometimes I get FOMO, right? I'm okay. human. And this pandemic actually taught me to like, it's okay to not do anything, yeah. you know? It's cool to be home and enjoy your private time with yourself, with your family. And, um, you know, before I always was on the go, right? I always had to be somewhere, mm. meet someone, do something, yeah, you know, always be out there, right? Yeah, yeah. But then after pandemic, it's actually flipped. Now I actually kind of think like, ah, do I really need to go to this yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. rather just be at home, you know? Yeah. Plus I got this long ass Netflix list now. <laughs> Still <laughs> gonna get caught up on. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, it was a crazy time. But speaking about your background, you, you're from Bay Area. Correct. Last time we talked, you were telling me a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah. Um, a little bit rough? Uh, it just depends. Okay. Yeah. Depends yeah. on like, you know, I think everybody has some kind of challenging upbringing somehow. Sure. Some way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just remember thinking like you took a big step stepping outside that comfort zone yeah not just leaving your surroundings that you're familiar with but taking a 180 degree turn to do something different yeah right definitely i'm curious about that i want to talk to you about your path because i want i want to know how did you decide to pursue the performing arts i mean was there something or someone that inspired you to do that and and how did you get started like where does someone even begin 
Uh, yeah. So for me, I like I've always been attracted to art in general. Um, my dad used to like draw a lot, so that was like my first introduction to like art. My uncle, big musician, plays every instrument you can think of. Growing up, guitar, drums, mm-hmm. accordion. Oh, but accordion also, even. Yeah, he also um, was a world-renowned uh, tango instructor. Oh, really? Yeah, so he would like dance for like kings and you know royal families and stuff like that. That's how you met my auntie. Um, and then my dad used to like manage music uh, careers. He managed like rappers and stuff. Oh, really? So I got into like rap music a lot. Okay. And then, yeah, so it was like there. And then when I was about, but I was really into sports. Like that was my biggest thing when I was younger. It was like really into sports, music and art and drawing and all that stuff was like kind of like there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I recognized it and I was like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But sports was like my main. It, it's, I had a it, lot of energy. It's, it's part of the culture. Yeah. Right? It's so, connected. Yeah. And then, so, I remember one day my dad goes, and I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, I was like, can you teach me how to draw? Mm-hmm. You know? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Because that was my first time, like, asking my dad to really teach me something that, yeah, yeah. you know. And he's like, all right, so before I come home from work, I want you to draw a horse. And if you can draw a horse, I'll teach you how to draw. I was like, all right. So that whole day, I was literally <laughs> just trying to draw a horse. Like, trying, 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 trying to draw a horse. Were you, like, looking up horses on... No, I was doing everything from my head. I, I was... I was. This is how stupid I am. I was going to say on the internet, but, like, uh-huh. I, that was probably pre, uh, <laughs> pre-internet, right? No, definitely pre-internet. Right. I was probably, like, seven, eight. <clears throat> when I was a kid, they used to have this ad in, like, all the magazines that said, can you draw this? And it was, like, a picture of a squirrel or something. Yeah. Right? Like, a little cartoon. And it says, if you can draw this, then you have artistic potential or something like that, right? And it was an ad for like... artistic potential. Or or artistic potential. (laughs) It it was an ad for like a, I think like an art school or something. Oh, wow. Maybe. I don't know. I I could be wrong about that. But I just remember trying to draw this and could never draw it. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's funny. That's interesting. So you just drew this off the top of your head? Yeah. You didn't model it off of any like character that you knew? I mean, probably. I'm not sure. I just remember just trying my hardest. And then literally... I looked at the time. I always knew my dad comes home like around 5.30, 6 o'clock. So I was like, all right, I yeah, got to yeah. get it done. And then by the time it became like 6 o'clock, whatever, I hear my dad come and I had, drew a horse. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, dad, dad, you have to teach me how to draw now because I drew a horse. I drew a horse. He's <laughs> like, look at this janky ass horse. And then he goes, <laughs> there you go. I just taught you how to draw. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so he's from the school of just do it. Yeah. Watch and learn. Yeah, yeah. Watch and learn. So it was like, that was like my first real lesson was like, if you want to do something, attempt it, right? Yeah. Do it. And then the more you start to do it, the more you start to understand it, then the better questions you could ask. Right. Right. As opposed to teach me how to do it. And then, you know, because my dad, I just believe he just didn't know how. And I think he just taught me the way he was taught, which was he self-taught himself. Right, right. And he's like, if I could do that, I'm sure my son could do that. <laughs> right. And that, right. that's my theory. I'm not sure that maybe he was just lazy. He was just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> that's how, did he throw you in the swimming pool, teach you how to swim? Uh, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so see, he that's, de- that's, he that's he his style. That. That's his style right there. 
And, uh, but it, it, it was something about like understanding. He's always taught me about like inner strength, inner power, like this, this thing inside of you that, you know, that it's like drive, right? Yeah. It's like no one could take that away from you. No one could take away that will to want to do something. I, I, you know, like others, right? We, we see these inspirational quotes and sometimes some of them really resonate with me. Mm. The one that really, really stuck with me. I don't even remember where I read it, how long ago it was. It was a long time ago. But there's a quote that said, you versus yourself. Mm. And you know what that means is that, you know, we're our biggest enemies, right? We're our biggest critics. We're the ones that, you know, you want to lose 10 pounds, we're the ones that make excuses why we can't do it. Correct. We want to we want to go get that thing, we want to try to get this job, we want to, you know, whatever it is, we we're the ones that keep ourselves from doing it, yeah. right? It's you versus yourself. So it's that inner drive that I think that he's like trying to get you to understand to understand, yeah. right? It's that thing, man, like I I fight that all the time, right? You versus yourself. Like we we make choices every day. Yeah. And Sometimes it, it's hard to make a choice. Sometimes choices get debilitating. And um, procrastination can even be part of that, right? Yeah. You versus yourself, right? Just do that damn thing that you got to do. Just handle it. But, it's so funny because we always know. Yeah, yeah. You know how to do it. You know how to do it. But it's also sometimes easy to do. And what's easy to do is also easy not to do. It could be as simple <laughs> as like eating that thing that you think is gross. Yeah. And then you eat it and you're like, oh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So, yeah, it could be I still something wouldn't eat below. <laughs> I was gonna, see, I was gonna say. I was like, I still won't eat below. I don't care. Well, you know, I don't care if it tastes like watermelons. Or right. <laughs> if it tastes like ice cream cake, I don't care if yeah. it tastes delicious. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. So, what about the acting part? Because I mean, the industry that you're in right now mm-hmm. is ultra competitive. Oh yeah, and super cutthroat. And that, well, what that's something that's intimidating to me, yeah. right? Tell me about that. I mean, so like you you, you decided to do this and you're just, I know you're grinded, man, because yeah. I see your posts and stuff. So what was the motivation there? Uh, I mean, I always wanted to be an actor. You know, I think everybody had that. Yeah. <laughs> everybody grew up, it was like, I want to be an actor. And the, when I was a kid, my, my dad and my mom, they entered me into like this, uh, it was like an acting audition for at the time it was like for KQED one of those like EPN okay. or something all like right, that. All right. And all you had to say, all I had to say was, "We'll be right back." <laughs> yeah. And I froze. Oh really? Yeah, I froze. And you're like Cindy Brady. I was like, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm always like always talking, I'm always yeah, energetic, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden that camera turned on. I said, "Just wow. say you'll be right," and I froze. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And then they're like, "Well, there's that. <laughs> there was your chance." <laughs> And, um, but before that, the weird thing about it was, uh, my dad was always trying to like get me to do the thing I wanted to do, you know, always put me in a position to do it. So I was like in third grade or something like that. And he created a play about recycling. Interesting. Yeah. And like a PSA, he was trying to teach kids. Yeah. And we had like a little assembly or whatever. And then we put it together and boom. So it was like my first time on stage in front of like people and then boom. So that was fun. But I really didn't like my voice. So I was just like, because mm. I always get like feedback when I was a kid from like family, like, 
voice is raspy or it's this that, and the other really? or it's loud or okay. da, 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 okay. all this stuff. And so I was always uh, self-conscious about it. Yeah. So yeah. I never sang. I never wanted to be a singer. I was far from that. So acting was like something I could do because it was just like I was like impersonating, you know what I mean? Like right, 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 whatever. But I didn't really get into it until like later on because I wasn't going to get into theater because, you know, what the way I grew up was like, you know, you don't do that. It wasn't cool. It wasn't right? cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, but what was cool was like, you know, playing sports and that's what sure. I played. So I was playing football, you know, in the streets and stuff. But I never got to like Pop Warner or nothing like that. But once I got to high school, I signed up for football. But once you signed up, for school you had to do an elective at the time it was like a part of like the curriculum you Mm -hmm. had to have an elective Mm -hmm. so one of the electives were either acapella which i already told you i hate my voice so Mm -hmm. i opted out (laughs) and the other one was either theater and i was like well if those are my two options i'm gonna go with theater theater. so all my buddies they all went to acapella oh really they all of them okay and so i was like the only one in theater out of all my friends yeah and so I met so many cool people in theater. Like yeah, things, yeah. I got introduced to music I probably never would have listened to, and I yeah, like. Yeah. Got introduced to movies I probably would never watch, and I like till this day. And my theater teacher at the time was just like very informative about like theater, very passionate. And so I was intrigued. I was really sucked into it. But then I had to choose between, I had to choose between uh, football and a play. Because oh, of rehearsal, right, and right, right. I hated running. I hated okay. conditioning. All right. I was like four nine. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be in the NFL. <laughs> I told my dad like my following year, like, uh, Dad, I'm, I'm not going to do football anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, continue with theater. But I wasn't good. I wasn't even a good actor. Okay. Like, well, I thought I was, but of course, I never got like. The, the lead role yeah I never got you know I didn't get anything that was substantial yeah yeah I was like a pig or I was like Bruno's dad in fame or I was like <laughs> an old man like they gave me all kinds of random gigs and I was like whatever but I was really good at improv and I was really good at okay. writing my own material okay so I wrote my own monologues and I would deliver those I wrote my own like would you memorize those here's the thing about acting man it's a lot of memorization. Yeah, that's the easy part. Is it really? Yeah. See, that's 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 the hard part for me. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, not that I'm an actor, but you know, when I was younger, right? When when I was a kid, I, I did drama stuff, right? Yeah. I was in plays and all that kind of stuff oh, too. Nice. And the biggest thing was like, it. Yeah, it's not for me. So the number one, I always feel weird when I'm acting. Okay. Right. It, it's so it doesn't translate naturally because I feel weird. So you're going to feel awkward watching me try to act. You know? <laughs> and then uh, the whole, the memorization was just like, it killed me. Yeah. You know, I, I was never really a good student growing up. Yeah, me neither. So the whole memorization like a below thing. average student. It was the same with me. And But see, that's the thing. is that, I, just, I was just charming my teachers to right. get like a D or a C. <laughs> just to get through. I was through. like, Miss Palace. But I mean. Mama, so like, kick me out. To me, that, that's all studying. It was just memorizing the 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 subject yeah. right or memorizing the the material and you know if you're acting and you got to memorize like your lines and all that stuff I'll, I'll watch a movie and i'll recognize like the performance i'll be like oh that was a really good 
dad, he really did a good job there. I really bought that, yeah. you know, because sometimes when I get like emotionally invested and I start to get really sad or really pissed off, I remind myself, OK, it's fake. This yeah. is all make believe. This is fake. This is a movie. It's not real. They're just acting. But in the same sense, if someone goes through this whole like, you know, like a, a, a speech or a, some kind of dialogue that's really extensive dialogue, I'll think, damn, that's a lot of stuff to memorize. You know, I'll <laughs> actually sure. think that, you know, so. Um, well, Robert De Niro says he reads it over like 200 times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then there's some Marlon Brando there's, there's had people index that, cards. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. And there's some people that will just read it like the night like before, those right? Big old oh yeah, 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 yeah. What do they call those? Like, like a teleprompter kind of? Like the guy across from him? Did he really? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I didn't it's know in that. his latter years. It was like during the Godfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well it's like he's starting starting to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got into the theater. Didn't really do nothing with it. But then when you came down here. I mean, you were starting from scratch, right? Oh, for sure, because, um, like I said, like, you, no, after high like school, no age and I no manager or anything nothing. like that, right? So, like, how were you? You, you were just... Uh, well, I was doing stand-up for 10 years. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did stand-up comedy from 2009 till uh, end of 19, uh, 2019. Okay, I'm not going to be that guy that says, tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd known that. I would have gone seen you. Oh, yeah, it was a while ago. Okay. Yeah. So, 2019... Oh, I met you like the year before that. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I did see some stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were playing around here, right? Yeah, haha. Comedy club right down the street. Yeah, I was doing. Uh, I was doing pretty well, man. I was opening up for big acts: Tommy Davidson, Sinbad, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Rex Neverett. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that dude. He's still doing his thing. He's still doing. Yeah. Is he still saying the same jokes? Nah. Is it the same material that I'm just seeing again and again on YouTube? Because no, no, no. no okay. No, no. All right. He's definitely. He's definitely has his own stuff. Okay. But um, yeah, man, it was a, uh, it was a great like, stand up saved my life. I never see myself being a stand up. I lied and said I did stand up comedy when I got into it. Yeah. And then the guy invited me to open mic, Lavelle Joshua, or some okay. piece. Okay. All right. And he goes, uh, my my buddy at the time introduced us. He goes, "Is Lavelle? He does stand up comedy." I was like, "Me too." And my buddy knows me forever. He's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> but he doesn't even say nothing. Like, like, fake it till you make yeah, it. He's like, "No, you don't." He's like, "All right, let's see where this goes." He's like, "Oh yeah, you should come out to Tommy T's. We got to open mic on Monday." I was like, "I'm there." Right before they call my name, I was like, "Bro, I've never done this in my life." He said, "Here's your chance." I go up there and I bomb ever so gracefully. Yeah. And did you have material when you went up there? No, you were winging it. I winged it. How much the, time did they give you? Five minutes. Okay. That uh, was a long time. Which is too. a long, that's, that's a long, long time. time. So, like, the crazy thing about it was, it's kind of like any fighter. Somebody wants to start to be a fighter, put them in the ring, they'll get hit. And then within that first moment of getting hit, you'll realize if you want to do this again. Right. Same thing with stand-up. You get on stage, do what you do. Yeah. You'll feel whether or not you yeah. want to do that again. And so I encourage everybody, whoever wants to do stand up or anything, like I have try it I, out. I have a few friends uh, that have gone down that path. I have I have some that have found success. Okay. Um, and then I have found I have I have friends that that were successful or, or were getting there, right? And then just decided not to do it anymore. Yeah. Which in my opinion and I push you know, one of them I push really hard. I always say like, God, you were you know, you're so good at what you do. And you're such a natural at it, you know. And he was like, you know, just one day I went to a, an audition. It was I, I drove across town. It took me an hour to to drive across town. But the AC was broken in my car. It was 103 degrees 
outside. And when I got to my audition, I was sitting out in the parking lot and I thought to myself, what am I doing here? I'm probably not going to get this. I do this again and again and again and again. And um, at that point, he decided that he was going to take a break and he hasn't gone back to it since, which is a bummer because like a lot of his buddies, man, they're names that everybody knows. You yeah. Know? And so, um, yeah. And then I have friends who tried it, you know, just to scratch that itch, right? Like, yeah. I want to go skydiving. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, do stand up yeah, yeah. comedy. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Damn, you know what? I, I remember you posting stuff because I thought, oh, I'm going to show up. I want to I want to <laughs> show up and watch. And then I forgotten that 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 happened then because like soon after that we went into pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you have plans to ever do that again? What? Stand up. I was like pandemic now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like pandemic. Nah, I'm good. No, no, I'm good too. Uh, uh, now, uh, well, of course, once a comic, always a comic. Um, I had to make the choice though between the two because when I got to LA, I was trying to start all over with stand-up because when I started stand-up I was like 19, 20 years old mm-hmm. when I got to LA I was like 28 29 so I was like uh, I'm still saying the same shit right I'm trying to revamp right but I'm not going to revamp until so I try to start all over yeah. I was like oh it's a new slate yeah. maybe I can move up in the rankings quicker Yeah, yeah. you know because I already know what to do so I'll go to open mics do all this stuff and then, yeah, I mean, people were loving my stuff, but then I was, then sometimes I was fall back into the material, and then I'm like, here I go doing the same thing over again, and I just was like lost for a while, and then it's it's breaking out of that comfort zone. Yeah, then I wanted to get into acting for a long time, and then I got to LA. I was like, here's the opportunity for it. One of my buddies, he's from the East Coast, he was out here, and he was like, hey man, you know, <clears throat> I'm looking to get into acting. I mean, uh, stand up comedy. And he's an actor, and I was like, "Hey, if you, you oh, know, gotcha. help me out, yeah, 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 I'll help you out, yeah." And so they, like, all right, for sure. He didn't take any of my advice, whatever. Of course not. <laughs> but he gave me four uh, tickets to a class that was like free for like four weeks. Okay, and they're expensive out here. Yeah. So I took advantage of that, <clears throat> and then I fell in love. I was like, "Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. this is it." And this brought you back to when you were performing before and yeah. uh, when you were in drama. Yeah, uh, learning. Yeah. But so with stand up, I taught everything was self taught. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Ground level. Like I had to learn how to bomb. I had to learn how to pick myself up, right. lift, uh, lick my right. wounds, and just get to the next level. So with acting, it was a little more easier. Well, it's funny for you me. say that because. That's for everybody else, I'm just saying. You. So I believe that it takes a special person to be an actor, not just because of the skill that's involved, because it's more than just like, you know, what people see, they think that, oh, that looks easy. You know, I could do that. But not just for the skill that's involved, but also for the rejection, because like, you know, you probably audition more times than you get the role. Yeah, of course. And then and then. As a stand up comic, bombing and bombing and bombing. 181 times. You're kidding me. I booked two. (laughs) <laughs> Holy so so this is what I'm talking about right so like rejection is part of your life yeah you know and if and if you think that that's easier than stand up and stand up is also like bombing and bombing and rejection and all that that's where I mean it, where it takes a special person you yeah. know and I see like so 181 times. I didn't know that. So holy shit. And then that was just last year. That was just last year. And then 
I look at the stuff you post and you're always so positive. Oh, you know? yeah. so, so, so I always look at that and think like, yeah, this guy's got like, there's something about this dude's like perspective and his attitude and yeah. it's just all of that, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, well, there's a cheat code. Okay. Yeah. I could, I could tell you the cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. What's the cheat code? Those are everybody listening. The cheat code is, uh, all right. I'll give it like this. If you ask anybody, yourself, anybody, anybody listening, if you ask yourself or anybody, why do you want anything? Anything. Like, you'd be like, I want a house. Like, why? So I can have a shelter over my head. Okay, why? So my family is protected. Okay, why? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, I want this job. Okay, why? I gotta get money. Why? So I can pay for my house. Right. Okay, Security. why? So I, everything. You asking why, why, why? You be like, I want world peace. <laughs> I want, right, I want right. to save every. Why, why, right, right, right? The underlying answer to every why or reason to why anybody does anything is because it feels good. Mm. I don't care how selfless you think you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottom line is the reason why we do anything. The reason why we shift in our chair. The reason why we get up to eat something. The reason because it feels good. Right. So if that's the case, if that's the answer, then guess what the cheat code is? For whatever you want, it's to feel good now. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that you want feels good. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel good, you're not going to get the thing you want. Right. Because you're not in alignment with the thing that you want. So... Having said all that, you ever feel like giving up though? Sometimes I can't, but I mean you're human. And of course, I've thought about it, but I never acted on it. Okay, you could act. You could, you could you could think about quitting, just don't. You you could feel like quitting, just don't. You know, you could pivot. You don't feel like what you're doing is pivot's a good world. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's right. Did I pivot? I didn't quit stand up. I just pivoted from stand up to acting. Right. Right. And it worked for me. Yeah. And so. Most people are like, oh, did you quit? I'm like, I didn't quit. First of all, nobody forced me to get into stand-up in the first place. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so I could do whatever I want with it. Like. Right. So uh, let's talk about the acting thing because, you know, we were talking earlier about the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. You played a traveling executive in that commercial. You yeah, were, yeah, you were yeah, on your cell phone yeah, going down an escalator. I'm architect. Oh, you were an architect. Was it an architect? Yeah. Is that what it said on yeah, the script? I was still traveling. Okay. I, I just saw you as like a traveling executive. Yeah, you were wearing a suit. You yeah, had a briefcase. And then you had the cell phone on your ear and you were walking. What, what was that for like Sprint or something? T-Mobile. T-Mobile. All right. So, and then I've seen you play a police officer. Yeah. I was on a Lifetime movie. And then, uh, and I didn't see this. I just saw this on your IMDb. You played a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what else? What, what, firefighter, firefighter. I think I might have seen that one. Yeah. Um, so here's henchman. the thing, and a henchman. Okay. <laughs> here's the thing about each of these characters, boxer. right? And a boxer. Yeah. Okay. Dude, every time I see you in one of these roles, I buy it. Oh, wow. You look like you look like the doctor. You look like the policeman. <laughs> you look like the firefighter. Right on. You know, you look like the the architect. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was Casting like, oh baby. shit! Like you really like he, he looks like he is like you know like what he's supposed to be. That's funny. So, um, uh, you know, going back to like you were saying that when you were younger and you were in drama and they were just kind of throwing you into this and into that, like 
I was going to say when you were saying that, that like, well, yeah, that's because you're good at whatever you're playing. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, like he could be a cab driver and I'd buy it, yeah. you know, or he could be a uh, know- Uber driver. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> See? <laughs> I play all kinds of stuff. It's wild. Wow. That's hilarious. Is there a character that I you like played? to say I'm a utility player? <laughs> which, which one? I'm a utility player. You can put me anywhere. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you I'm go. Like Debo Samuel. There you go. What's a character that character that you played that you surprisingly enjoyed? Oh man. There's a few. Uh I like to play the bad guy, man. You like it's, playing the bad guy more yeah. than more than like the cop? No, well, that, I like playing that the cop could be too. one of the same though. What I really like playing <laughs> is like undercover cops. I'm playing oh, an undercover go. cop right now. Okay. With a, uh, another role that I'm doing right now. Like, that's, like, my dream role, but I want to play it on a bigger scale, like, you know, like, New York Undercover kind of deal. All right. Or, like, uh, Graceland. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's pretty good. I haven't seen Graceland. But uh, they're all, like, undercover agents, and they live in this... Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I want to bring okay. that back. All right. But Undercover Cop would be dope. Uh, but what I really want to get into is, like, you know, like, something that's to do with, like, my heritage. Yeah. But I'm mixed, so it's hard. Okay. I'm Guatemalan, I'm Filipino, so like... I didn't know about the Guatemalan side. Yeah, I'm half Guatemalan, half Filipino, okay. and like, I went after a role, and I wanted it so bad because it was my first Filipino role, and I was playing like a Filipino dad. Oh, really? Yeah. And they said I didn't have to have an accent. I was like, all right, perfect, because I hate using the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like... I feel like we're just putting too much on it, you know what I mean? Well, oh, there's... Me personally put there's it. There's that too. There's, there's that, but like... You know, in some ways, it 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 feeds a stereotype. Yeah. And shoot, man, like, you know, obviously growing up in Southern California or even Northern California, yeah. I think like ninety nine percent of my Filipino friends don't have the accent. Correct. You know, so this is this is the life we live. You know, so you put that on there, and it's just like, all right, we don't all talk like that. Yeah. You know, so it feeds a stereotype, I think, and it also like, in some ways, it's. It's a little bit degrading, demeaning, or whatever, yeah. because it it makes them look subservient, yeah. like they're not on the same level. Correct. And as, they use the words like authentic. Yeah, you want it to be authentic. Yeah, that's not authentic. <laughs> that's not how. That's not like you I'm know. Like, my what? friends don't talk like that. Exactly. Like you and I don't talk like that. <laughs> no, you know. So, so I tell, I tell them, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what do you, what do you yeah. Ask? So Can you be more Filipino. Right. <laughs> okay. Like. <laughs> Is this, are we set in the Philippines? Because if this ain't set in the Philippines, yeah. you know, that's not authentic. It's wild. You know? yeah. so. I was playing a high school coach. I was like, I don't have to have an accent. I was like, I like this. I was like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And, but it still had the traditional um, background. I was talking about, um, I don't know if I was supposed to share this, uh, but they were talking about, <laughs> 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 I didn't sign anything. <laughs> uh, they didn't choose me, so that's their fault. There you no, go. Oh, there, there you go. Uh, they use like, uh, Filipino goddesses okay and uh, they use the the stories behind that to help this daughter become a better basketball player well she's like one of the best basketball players but then to help her get through because she's smaller and she wants to get to the WNBA right and he's like teaching her about like you know the goddesses and how they okay so empower them so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now with you saying that See, that ain't authentic to me either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. parents didn't do that. No, exactly. I don't even know who you're but talking just, about. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who they're referencing. Like, Filipino <laughs> goddesses. Who, who are they talking about? I had to look about? it up. <laughs> see, it, it was see, dope, though. See? I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, 
that's like talking about the Aswang, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and then bringing those to light and like, but I grew up on like a lot of Filipino movies because of my mom, my grandmother, and that was like my first reason I wanted to be an actor was like to invoke that kind of emotion to people that don't even know me. Gotcha. They're crying. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, want, yeah. I want somebody to watch me on film right. and cry. I was going to say, there's a lot of crying in those movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like, that was like my first. And, and not only that, like A Bronx Tale was like one of my favorite movies growing up. And I wanted to be like a father figure for somebody that didn't have a father or something gotcha. you know, or brother and be a brotherly figure for somebody watching and be like, wow, that was like, right. I felt like Joe, that character I played was like my brother giving me brotherly advice. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I want to do it. Okay. Whether I get it or not, you know. Yeah, I got you. But that's my drive. That's I got why you. I continue down the path. All right. And take henchman number one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> If I can inspire any henchman out there. Doesn't even have a name. Henchman number one. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. I got some fun stuff now I want to ask you. Now that we've got the bio and all that stuff and hopes, dreams, and all that, in the first half, the second half, we're going to do some crazy questions here. I like asking, this is one of my favorite questions, if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Fly. Fly? Yeah. Okay. Just so I could say this phrase. Bitch, I could fly. <laughs> Can you imagine getting pulled over by the cops? Yeah. Drunk? He goes, get out of the car. Get out of the car. <laughs> Bitch, I could fly. He's like, are you drunk, sir? Are you drunk? I'm like, am I drunk? It sounds Bitch, like you thought about this before. Fly. You answered that so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine taking a girl out on a date? She's like looking around. She's like, where's your car? I'm like, car? Bitch, Bitch I, I could, could fly. fly. <laughs> and snatch her up. And I can show you the world. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> but the, in that in that scene, it was a carpet that flew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm way better than fucking Aladdin. That's right. That's right. I, I've heard answers like, and some of these, because I've asked this question like hundreds of times. Yeah, I've heard like, I'd like to be able to communicate with my pets. How's Tiki, by the way? He passed away. Oh, bro, yeah, I'm so sorry. When did that away, happen? Uh, during the pandemic. Oh, July, yeah. Oh, so for our listeners out there, Tiki was his dog. Yeah, man. That's my and, uh, dude, I'm so sorry about that, man. Yeah, it's man. like family. Yeah, I, I know, man. I got pets too, man. And, and it's devastating when, when they go. That was the worst. Like, um, never in my life that I feel like a. Is it my Yeah. Um, Last time I saw you, you had Tiki with you. Yeah. You were like, oh, it's got to be dog-friendly place. I got to have a place where yeah. where I can bring my dog. And I'm like, yeah, I think they got a patio. We could sit on the patio. Yeah, yeah. That's my dude, man. Um. Yeah, he got like a like a rare disease, and it happened like within like forty eight hours. Oh man, how, how old was he? He was nine. Nine. What's the lifespan? He could go up to like fifteen. So he he died a little young then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it was incurable, and he it was, yeah, it took me by surprise. Yeah, it was horrible. I'm so sorry, man. Condolences, condolences to Tiki. But he's in a better place than us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's running around doing his thing. You know, man. they say all dogs go to heaven. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, even this little guy. Yeah, yeah. So one of the one of the answers I've heard before was communicate with your pets. Um, the one that I used to always say was, eat whatever you want without 
gain in any way. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, or, get, or getting fat. I don't or think that's or whatever, superpower, right? though. I don't know. I think that's just gluttony. That's gluttony. <laughs> that's gluttony. I think it's a sin. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Um, my favorite one is um, transporting. So Tran- like transport, transport. Oh, instant like, transmission. Like bro, you, let's just go to um, you know, like when we were talking about, hey, where we're gonna re- record this thing today. Let's let's go Hawaii, bro. Let's Boom. go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. I uh, have a, uh, you know, let's let's meet. So up. you could take anybody with you. I suppose. <laughs> like, right. I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> that suck if like you, only you could transfer. I know, right? That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah, we'll fly like, like and carry you. We'll, we'll make a well, rule like as long as like you know they're touching you or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So like you can hold that person's arm or whatever, and they yeah, go you with you. Gotta take the kids too. Gotta <laughs> take the kids. Everybody make a chain. Everybody come on. Everybody make everybody group hug. Um, <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard like. One girl who, who who likes to travel, she's like, I'd like to be able to speak any language because oh, I'll be able cool. to make friends wherever I go. So I've heard some some interesting ones. So, all right, question number two. This one I think would be an interesting answer. If a movie were to be made about your life, hmm. who would you choose to play you? Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he does a really good job at playing people. Plus, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's like you, man. He like... Whatever role he gets into, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I buy that. Yeah, yeah I buy yeah. that. He looks like I that. I feel like he would do really well. So and I, he would like bring a lot of either him or Denzel, but I, I, I pick Tom. Oh, Hanks. there you go. <laughs> so, here's a question that I have related to that. How come when we do like a a movie of someone's life, we always have to have somebody else play them, right? Mm. Like you saw uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, Ice Cube could have played Ice Cube. True, but his son played it really well. His son played it really well. If we did a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Couldn't we just use Arnold? <laughs> oh, like with, with the, uh, what is it called? The, the younger face generation? Right, right, right. CGI they're, or whatever, yeah, yeah, or whatever they're doing. They do like, the Irishman. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. How come I always have to pick somebody else? So I was, I was hoping you'd say you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Who's going to play Joe Corzo? Joe Corzo. <laughs> hey, for sure. I was just assuming I was already, well. Right. <laughs> That's funny. It's just Tom one Hanks. of those like Tom, it's just one of those like uh, you know weird. No, Tom Hanks is a good answer. I, I always say I, you know people are tired of this joke already. I always say The Rock would probably play because you know we look alike. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Everybody <laughs> always says, "Yeah, bro, you look like The Rock." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, so uh, next question: If you could spend time with any person, real or fictitious, dead or alive, who would you choose? Man, Bruce Lee, dude. Bruce Lee's good. That's my guy. I have several answers. I have several answers, too. You could say them. You don't have to pick one. If I could spend, what is it? If you could spend time with any person, real or fictitious, dead or alive. I'd like to train with Bruce Lee. He'd probably kick my ass. (laughs) I'd like to time travel with Marty McFly. Oh? I'd like to spend a day with Ferris Bueller. Those two guys are fake. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to spend, uh, I'd like to have dinner with like my great, 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 great grandfather. Go yeah. back as far back as I can. Yeah. Um, you, you understand Tagalog? Yeah, I understand it. I can't speak it that well. Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably can't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Right. Like, uh... I'd like to, uh, I'd like to smoke a spliff with uh, Bob Marley. Oh, yeah, every time. Uh, so who else you got? 
man, it's kind of sad. <laughs> it would be like spend some time with my nephew as an older version of himself to see where he w- what he could have been. Oh, okay. And um, so he passed away young. Yeah, he's four years old. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been cool to like, you know what I mean, have like some kind of yeah time with him older. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be really trippy. Yeah. Um, another one would be like my best friend V, who she would be now, like, and like what kind of conversations and like what be her music like she listens yeah. to. I have a feeling I know what those would be. Yeah, of course. <laughs> She's your best friend. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that. And then, uh, but like, if we're gonna keep it like lighthearted, lighthearted. And you were bringing up like Martin McFly and all that stuff. It'd be like kicking with Neo in the Matrix, bro. Like, oh what? my god, dude! <laughs> show me how to get to where you're at. That's right. I'd be tired. Like, what? That's right. Show me how you do that. Or thing John already. Wick. Or John Wick. Yeah. All right. What's on your death row meal? Death row meal. Damn. Chicken and biscuits. It would have to be probably like my grandmother's cooking. Yeah, that's it. It's Filipino food for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of Filipino a food for me. A bunch of Filipino food for yeah. sure. So fattening, greasy, all unhealthy. Yeah. Adobo. Yeah. Adobo. Lubia. Yeah. It's <laughs> all bad. It. It's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Bring it all. Bring all of it. I'll eat it all. All right. Last one. What's on your bucket list? Ooh. I've knocked out a few things. One of them is uh, going to the Niners Super Bowl win. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you went? No. That's I, I, I on my bucket list. I know. Okay, it was okay, okay, off. okay. I thought, I thought you said you went to a couple things already. No, I have, but that's like something I haven't. Oh, done. yeah, okay. All right, all right. But yeah, definitely uh, go to a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, that'd be fun. But I have to be at the Super Bowl. You have to be to there. Happen. So well, if anybody's listening, <laughs> if, <the laughs> if, anybody, if anybody could hook it up. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that was on my bucket list was, you you ever see the movie North Shore? It was in the 80s, and it was about a fish-out-of-water story. This young guy from somewhere in Arizona won a surf contest that they had in a wave pool. Okay. Basically where he learned to surf. Um, And with the money, he went to Hawaii to surf the North Shore. And he went out there, um, you know, fish out of water right really naive thinking that he was like this badass surfer because he won the surf contest but then reality slapped him in the face as soon as he paddled out and then there's all these like you know characters and you know the subculture of not just surfing the surf culture but also like the culture of Hawaii and locals he had to overcome all these things learn about all these things and um, you know I've always said that there's this like formula that Disney uses for their movies, right? There's there's the our hero who is set on this journey against overwhelming odds where he's he in this journey learns about himself while he's fighting some kind of uh, obstacle and along the way he has like a zany sidekick or two, mm-hmm. right? And in the end he wins, right? He 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 overcomes the uh, that villain or that whatever negative thing is this this overwhelming whatever it is and there's a happy ending and the moral of the story is that good always prevails over evil right and we see this in a lot of things right we see this with Aladdin like Aladdin's the zany sidekick 
right? Uh, we see this with Beauty and the Beast. Um, we see this with Little Mermaid, like the, the fish and all that. Those are the zany sidekicks. Well, in this movie, they followed that same kind of formula. And the zany sidekick was this character named Turtle. He was okay. like a local boy that, you know, surfer, uh, uh, surfboard maker and all this stuff. He was played by a, a, a gentleman named John Philbin, who also was in a bunch of stuff in Hollywood. He was in um, Point Break. He was one of the dead presidents in Point Break that did the bank robberies. Oh, wow. He was in um, Night of the Living Dead. He was in Children of the Corn. He was in Tombstone. Quite a few things, right? And my bucket list... I know it's a long explanation. One of the things on my bucket list was to go surfing with Turtle. Oh, wow. Which is just kind of this fictitious thing that I put on my bucket list because I just thought it would be cool to surf with Turtle, right? Well, I'll be damned. I've had John Philbin on my podcast twice already. Oh, wow. And he said to me, bro, you know, I could make that. We could make that come true. And I was like, you're serious? He's like, yeah, because he, he teaches surf lessons in Malibu. What? So he's like, you want to go surf with Turtle? He's like, let just set set the day and time and let's go surfing. And Tell I was like, did it already. I haven't done it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he set that up right before pandemic, you know. Oh. So, uh, and then pandemic screwed everything up, yeah. you know. Uh, but that dude's always on the go. A lot of times he's in Thailand because he's a he's more a surfer than an actor. Oh, okay. And um, you know, he's always traveling the world to go surfing. You know, That's so amazing. yeah, yeah. That's definitely. Know. A bucket list. Yeah. Just uh And then I got like other things like I want to ride a junk in China. You want to what? Ride a junk in China. What's that? Uh, one of those like old ships that look like they're gonna sink. You know, if you look out the out of the water from Hong Kong and you see these oh, old, oh yeah, 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 they look what, like uh, old sail oh, ships. Enter the dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to ride a junk. Uh, just to say, like I did it. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, well, I probably did when I was a little kid. Ride a jeepney in the Philippines. Ride a jeepney in Manila. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember though. But yeah, I'd be down to do that again, just for the experience. Yeah. Right. Stupid stuff like that. You know. Which Saw the I, Northern Lights. That was a bucket list of mine. Oh, that's awesome. That was fun. Um, Thought it would be in Alaska. I did it in Iceland. Oh, did you <laughs> really? Better. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> even better. Yeah. And you have to like go chase after it. <clears throat> What's the deal with Iceland, dude? Like a lot of people like going there. That's like the hot new tourist yeah. destination. I don't know. I went because it was cheap. Oh, okay. It's not cheap. I was going to ask why. What brought you there? It was cheap to go there. But what made you think about Iceland? Uh, Was it Northern Lights? Was it because you wanted to go see that? Something different. Was a Euro trip? Something outside of it was cheap. Literally like three hundred bucks round trip. Okay. It's for Wow. Remember Wow? Wow? That's that is super cheap. Yeah, it's called Wow. And then I think they went out of business because they were just giving out too many free chicken. Well, my first reaction is wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, you guys put yourself out of business. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up on an hour. All right. So, uh, gonna wrap things up here. I just want to say one more thing before we wrap anything up. One of my resolutions for 2022 is to spend more time with people that I want to get to know better. Mm. And your name is on that list. Oh, man. And so that's why I reached out to you. Um, I know we haven't seen each other for a couple of years, so yeah. I appreciate you coming out and meeting me. Yeah, dude. And telling me your story. For sure. And um, I hope this is not the last time I see you oh, this year. Not. We got to start hanging out more, man. We both live here out here in Southern California, gotcha. you know. So um, I'm going to start bugging you. So let's hang out more. Let's, you know, have coffee or, yeah, yeah, or have yeah. lunch or whatever it is, you know. 
you know, I've got a short list of people that's just like. And if I got another uh, stand-up show, I'll, I'll get I'm, you on. I will definitely be I there. I get invited still to do shows, and I I take it. Are, are you gonna do it? I, I take. I do. Oh, you one, do. You I do. did one last year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right before the new year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm down for that. So um, yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we we do some more. All right, before we wrap, is there anything else uh, you want to promote anything? You got anything you want to uh, throw out to our audience? Yeah, I'll be on NCIS. Uh, nice. I don't know what date to be on the lookout. Okay. Be on the lookout is probably next month, and uh, it'll be called Episode First Steps. If you see NCIS Episode First Steps, that's going to be my first debut on a network television show. Do you play a heavy or something? You play, no, what, I play what a was henchman. The word? Henchman number one? <laughs> yeah, henchman number one. <laughs> So there it is, man. I play opposite of uh, living the dream, uh, bro. Of, uh, Gary uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, nice. Uh, you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. From uh, Office Space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, uh, Talladega Nights, the dad. There's, there's a cougar in the car. I know there's a cougar in the car. I put it there. Yeah, he's funny. He's good. Very cool, man. Uh, do you want to throw out your Instagram or anything? Yeah, Instagram or? is uh, the real Joe Time. It's, it's exactly how you spell it. Uh, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-J-O-E-T-I-M-E. And for our listeners out there, if you just look down in the description, we'll have all the links down there for you. Yeah, or Google Joe Corzo and all my stuff will pop up. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you, my brother. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm going to start calling you. Yes. All right. And I'm definitely right. going to answer. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, party people. Thanks for listening to another episode of Inside the Desert Oasis Room. Check us out on... DesertOasisRoom.com You can get all of our Previous episodes there If you want to listen To the archive And we also have A YouTube channel YouTube.com Slash Polynesian Pop Check us out there Follow our adventures Give us a like Give us a subscribe And uh, until the next time Cheers and aloha Aloha Aloha